and we are underway from our remote Pittsburgh studios, north of the steel city of Pittsburgh, PA. We give you episode six of our podcast, Steel City Sports Talk. My name is Alex Brown. And I'm Ryan Berry. And together, we are your hosts. Today, Wednesday, November the 4th, doing it on a Wednesday today, just different things going on tomorrow. So we'll be back to our normal Thursday time slot next week. So we're going to switch it up today. Hopefully we can give you a uh, break from the hectic uh, political climate that's out there, if you're paying attention to that. And hopefully we can get you to unwind a little bit, relax, and listen to some good quality sports talk. Right, Ryan? Yes, Alex. Let's get started with the Steelers. Moved to 7-0. and What an accomplishment that is, beating the Ravens 28-24. Lamar Jackson just can't win those big games against the Steelers. Or the Chiefs. Or anybody, I guess, the big games he can't they, win. They, they, they lost good. to the Chiefs this season. Remember that, Ryan? And that game was, that was game, that game was not, not too close. He got beat up that game. And he yeah. throws interceptions in these against good defenses. Mm-hmm. He threw two interceptions. Uh, only completed 13 13 passes, so he didn't have a good game. He had a good game on the ground. He did get that one rushing touchdown called back after a holding penalty. If you want to talk about this, the Steelers' defense, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. The running game was injuries. not good. Robert Splane led the team in tackles. He had, had uh, 10 tackles. That's quite a bit. I mean, they were running it at him a lot. And the running game, the running defense for Pittsburgh, which has been so good this season, was not good uh, against Baltimore. They gave up, uh, it was the most rushing yards in one half that the Steelers had given up in over 25 years, Jim Nance said. 25 years. Most rushing yards have given up in, in 20, one half. In one half. Okay. And that was the first half. I mean, that's that's not good. I mean, that contributed to Alualu being out. Hayward was spotty because he, he, he got hurt twice in the game. Came back the once, didn't come back the second time. But he looks like he'll be out. For, um, he will maybe, be out. Maybe for a week or two. Uh, same with Alawalu. Hopefully so, that won't hurt us that much with the weaker teams coming up on the schedule. Hopefully not. We have, uh, well, Isaiah, is that his name? Isaiah Bugs. It is. Isaiah Bugs played in for Alawalu. He did he really wasn't too bad. He had a really good game. Bad. Yeah, he was pretty I good. He had some big tackles. Uh, Minka, though, he had some big shining plays, but overall, it wasn't the greatest performance for him. He had a couple miscoverage uh, tackles, miscoverages, but he came up big at the end to stop that uh, catch from being made and making the deflection on he the did. football. And that, that's where you needed him to come up and play big, and he did in that moment. But as you said, it wasn't a great game for the Steelers' defense. They did come away with four sacks in the game, and two, well, if, well, I guess you can't say it's too bad. Listen to this: four sacks. Two interceptions, three forced fumbles, and they had the pick six in there. Three forced fumbles. Not too bad. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, they played pretty good. And uh, speaking of defense, they traded away a fifth-round pick to the Jets for this year for Avery Williamson and a seventh-round pick. What are your thoughts? I think it's a good move. I think it was needed. Roberts Blaine has been playing okay. Uh, he's he's not that fast though. He's slowing. Some uh, guys are getting through inside routes around to uh, get some nice gains around him. He's made some splash plays. That pick six was really nice. But I feel like it's a good move. He can kind of take the load off 
uh, Robert Spillane and maybe they could share a lot and depending on who's playing better in that game, just play the guy who is performing better. It's always good to have depth at the linebacker position, especially any position. It's good to have depth, but the linebacker position, especially in this league, because linebackers they get hurt a lot, and especially and linebackers and defensive ends, in my opinion, are the places where you need to have depth because there's going to be people that are going to get hurt on the on each of those sides, and the Steelers now have that with Avery Williamson. And he's he's a veteran. He's, uh, I mean, he's going to be pretty happy, very happy, I, I should say, to win, to win that, um, to come from the zero and eight Jets to the seven and zero Steelers, right? I mean, that's a big turnaround. <laughs> and we didn't even give up uh, that big of a. No, just a fifth round. Pick. Just a fifth round pick, and we got a seventh round pick. It's not like we lost a pick in the draft, but seventh round picks don't normally aren't normally that good. But you can say the same about fifth round picks. Uh, also, the the running game for the Steelers. It was decent. I mean, we didn't have as many attempts as normal. James Conner got, I think, 47 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played okay. He had played a better in the second half. Uh, I think third quarter was probably his big quarter. What do you think about Benny Snell not getting any attempts? Well, I mean, you're not a big Benny Snell fan. I'm more of a Benny Snell fan. We only rushed it 16 times. James Conner's the... A lead horse in the right backfield. Now, yeah. He got. He, you expect him to get the most, but when you're only getting 16 attempts, you expect him to get at least 14, I'm shocked 13, 14. Been, I'm shocked James Conner hasn't been injured this season. He got injured one game, but then he came back the next like, week. Because he's, I mean, he gets injured getting out of bed in the morning. Uh, the receiver core group had a pretty good week. Juju, he's shining in the second half, seven receptions, 67 yards, and he fought for the, every single yard. He didn't go down easy. He fought for every first down, or he uh, died trying. Uh, <laughs> Eric Ebron had a good game. Uh, didn't drop anything this week. Four receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown. That one touchdown, he just had uh, he could have walked in there. Nobody was near him. Nobody that was, was a blown him. coverage. Chase Claypool, five receptions, 42 yards. Another touchdown to his resume. James Conner, three receptions, 13 yards. And then you know, um, on and on. Yeah. Do you know who uh, blew the coverage on that play for Ebron's touchdown? I do not. The former Steelers linebacker, LJ Fort, who's now at the Ravens, blew the coverage because he thought someone was over to his left. And obviously there was nobody there, and he just pranced in. Uh, a good game for Claypool. He was, well, I guess you could say it's a good game. I mean, mediocre. He got the points. He was targeted nine times. He only caught five, 42 yards, and a touchdown. That's not bad. Juju, as you said, he's solidifying himself for the past two weeks as the lead horse uh, over everyone else on the Steelers. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. It definitely but looks like it. Deontay Johnson, uh, he only had three targets, one reception, and he's... Look at James Washington. Well, this he is I guess anything. I guess uh this is his week. All fantasy owners start Deontay Johnson this week because whenever he has a bad week, the next week he gets like thirty points and everybody doesn't start him. Okay, so two, okay, it's happened to me like five times this okay, year. Okay, two touchdowns next week. Every other week he gets twenty points or he gets zero points. Yeah, uh, this week Penguins, oh, not Penguins, the, the Steelers. <laughs> you know, hockey mood, yeah, Alex. I, I, I'm ready for hockey, man. I, I, I'm ready for hockey. You're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Around. It's coming around. It's not too much farther away. Uh, but this weekend, the Steelers play the Cowboys. What do you that, think? That will be fun. We will dominate them. Dominate what? They're not even playing Benanucci anymore. The pick transfer. I they don't gave even up, know who they're playing. The pick ride. They gave up on him after uh, one 
week in a, it wasn't a great performance for him, but now they're bringing up a practice squad guy. I'd rather have a... Is it Wilson or Jones? I'd rather have Ben DiNucci than a practice squad guy. They said they haven't made a final decision, decision be, but it will be one of them. It's either going to be said Wilson or Chris Jones. Chris Jones is formerly a punter, but they let him throw for a little bit. But I, I think it's going to be uh, somebody, either said Wilson or Chris Jones. We'll see. But, I mean, it's just different when you have you, you have your starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, out, and then you have your backup get hurt. That doesn't happen often in the NFL. And they got Andy Dalton specifically to help if Dak Prescott got hurt, and now Andy Dalton's hurt himself. And now Ben DiNucci, who they just drafted out of uh, – uh, Andy Dalton has coronavirus and a concussion. Oh, my gosh. That's not good. <laughs> that's a bad combination. But, I mean, out of James Madison and, for, and before that out of Pitt, Ben DiNucci got benched. That says all you need to know about uh, what they think of him. But the next, the Steelers' schedule, if you look at this right now, I don't see the Steelers losing more than two games this season. I don't I say either. they're going to be at the very least 14-2. and two. And when was the last time you could say that about a Steelers team? I mean, if you would have told I've me— I've never been able to say that. If you would have told me that uh, after seven weeks they would have been seven and zero, beating the Browns, who've only lost two games, Titans only losing, who've only lost two games, Ravens who've only lost two games, and I'd say I think you'd be joking, or you wouldn't be are you, true. Yeah, are, are you sure? I would say, but they play the Cowboys this week, next week the Bengals, and the next week the Jaguars. And, and then, then they play the Ravens on Thanksgiving. That'll be uh, a f- night. Oh, what is going to be an awesome fun game, game that'll it, be, which will make up for some pretty for- poor football on that night, I would assume, because uh, the Cowboys will be playing and probably so with the Lions. So that's going to make up for some poor football that's going to be played. Steelers haven't played on uh, Thanksgiving, and I think it's been since 2016 when they played the Colts, and they played the Colts, and the Steelers beat the Colts on that game. And then after that, they played the football team. Washington football team. <laughs> the football team. It's just so weird saying that. Steelers have a football team on their schedule. Okay. Enough of that. After that's the Bills. That'll be another close game. Bengals. I don't know. Bengals, they just beat the Titans by a good, I think, 10 points. They, they had a nice, they, they're playing good, my friend. They're playing really, really good uh, for, for having a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow who looks better and better every week. He'll be a star. He looks good. Great. And then after that's the Colts, which is they're not bad, but I project a pretty good win. And then the Browns, which uh, hopefully we get another whopping of them in. That'd be nice. So that's the setup for the Steelers the rest of the season. We're looking at probably no more than two losses. Fourteen and two would be my rock bottom for the Steelers the rest of the way. And the ceiling, obviously. Is sixteen to zero. We usually do have keys to the win, or at least we've been doing it the past couple weeks. But this week, I don't really think there's well, any think keys, the, well, the keys other than win, just play win, normal. Yeah, play smart, play smart, and don't sit on a lead because that's what they did against the Titans. In they Eagles, sat on a lead, and the, and the Eagles, you're right, and they sat on the lead and they got in trouble. Don't sit on leads, get turnovers, pressure early and often against a bad offensive line that's beat up right now in uh, in Dallas, and then you're off to a uh, you're off to a, a great start to your season, and I would predict a win in Jerry World down in Dallas this weekend. Um, let's look at our NFL Pick 6 Picks of the Week. 
Last week I was five and one. Ryan was three and three. That brings my record to fifteen and seven, and that brings your record to thirteen and nine. Yes, it does. But hopefully that'll change after this week. Uh, we we got some good games this week. I feel like, and uh, they're all close. Going to be relatively close games, except for one of them, the Steelers. Obviously, do we differ? We differ on five picks this week. Five to six picks. So this will be a pretty. So there will be somebody that comes away with this week pretty handily. So um, let's do the. I'm going to do the first game first. We our first game is the Thursday night game this week. The Packers and the 49ers in San Francisco. I have the Packers. I got the 49ers. They're going to come out and have a really play really tough after their I lost to the Seahawks last week. Packers. They haven't shown much the last couple weeks. They had a nice one over the Texas. I guess it wasn't really that nice of a win, but I think uh, 49ers come out firing and uh, beat the Packs. We'll see. Uh, Bears and Titans. I have the Titans. Coming right. off of a bat, two bad losses. I got the Bears coming off of a loss to the Saints. That was a heartbreaker, but they played well. They showed they could play with one of the top five, ten, top ten teams in the league, or maybe top seven teams in the league. They played well. They had a chance to win at the end. They, uh, one of their players punched a Saints player in the face after ripping his uh, necklace off. Yeah, can we so tell, that was fun. Can we tell the kids something? They're listening. Tell the kids something. Tell everyone. Yeah, tell adults. the kids something. This is for adults. This is for everyone. Everyone. Oh, I mean, okay. this is for everyone. Do not punch somebody with a helmet on. When you punch somebody like an NFL player with a, with a helmet on, you're gonna you're liable to break your wrist and break your hand. I mean, that is so stupid to punch somebody in the helmet twice. And it, like that's going to hurt them. That's going to hurt you a, hell, a whole heck of a lot more than it's going to hurt them. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's gonna it's gonna be a big difference, and um, he's just suspended for two games. Uh, next, Raiders and Chargers. Well, one second, Alex. Uh, when you started that rant, I thought you were gonna t- talk about a life lesson or something. The way you're going with that, then you talk about well, life lesson. Don't punch a person in a helmet. <laughs> punch people in the helmet. They doc- can take their helmet off. First, okay, Doctor right? Alex. Okay, uh, next up, Raiders and Chargers. Who you got, Alex? Uh, Raiders. I love the Raiders. I've. Uh, I'm a big Jacobs and John Gruden fan. Josh Jacobs, a running back, and John Gruden fan. I think they will beat the Chargers this week. Uh, I got the Chargers in this one. I think the Raiders, just their offense isn't that good. They got held to 16 points by the Brownies. And uh, I think they'll come out, the Chargers will come out with this win. A win's a win, though, Ryan, as you know. I mean, the Raiders did win. Steelers and uh, Cowboys, we have the same team, the Steelers. Next, Dolphins and Cardinals. I have the Dolphins for this one. Uh, I think they're going to play good. Kyler Murray's going to – or not Kyler Murray. Uh, Tua. Tua's going to come out and have a good game. Uh, he's going to have a bounce-back week and get a big win over a good team, football team week. in the he, Cardinals. I mean, he's going to have a better week, a bounce-back. He was in, I guess he wasn't great. What are you, 98 passing yards? 93. <laughs> yeah, three and a touchdown, but he has first ever touchdown. Yeah, first ever touchdown. I'm gonna take the Cardinals in that game because I trust Kyler Murray a little more than I do Tua, and I trust their offense more than I do the Dolphins' offense. Dolphins' defense is up there as one of the best in the league, though. It, I mean, they've been pretty good this year. They've made some good moves over the off season. I like that coach they have, Brian Flores. He's from New England too. I mean, that's interesting what he's done. Oh, they're oh they're all leaving Belichick, and now Belichick's losing. 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's what's happening right now. I mean, he's made some bad mistakes with the cap too. Cam Newton lost them that excuses. game. Um, now let's move on from the NFL and let's move on to Pitt. They have a game this weekend against Florida State. Your thoughts, Ryan, going into this game as a Pitt diehard Pitt fan? What do you see happening? I am nervous about this one. Florida State's been playing better in the past couple weeks. Pitt comes in as a two. Point five on point underdog. It doesn't look like we'll have Kenny Pickett, which is a big blow after Joey Yellen's poor performance against uh, against. Uh, will Joey Yellen start? Joey Yellen will start as oh. I as I said on the on the Twitter account, which uh, we yeah, follow us on Twitter at Steel City Sports Talk. I mean, Ryan's doing a great job on Twitter, and you and uh, it's worth the follow. As I said, as I said on that. Uh, Joe Yellen should have a short leash. He should uh He should have a short leash if he throws a couple bad passes, interceptions, has starts bad. Three and I'd say put it in maybe Davis Bevel for a drive. Maybe even Nick Patty is a good good uh strong arm. He's played and he has experience. I mean if we lose this game, that hammer down uh, that hammer's coming down hard on our doozy. But what's the hammer gonna be? There's no hammer. I mean, it's like, hey, we can, if you don't, if you win this game, if you don't win this game, your job is going to be on the line. They can't fire him really because they don't have the money to buy him out because they're paying him so much. And that contract by Heather Like right now looks a little heavy. I'd say give it another year after this year. See what happens next year. I don't think next year will be a good year. Oh, why not? Another Without thing, Pickett, you don't think Pickett won't come back? And then the defense back. will be. Yeah. Defense won't be as good. And another thing, reason I think I'm worried about this Florida State game, Paris Ford opts out for the remainder of the 2020 he season. Doing? He's just a quitter. A quitter. He's like, well, if we were... I, it's not because of COVID. That, that was made clear. He's probably... It's one or two things. They probably both had impact on it. Because if Pitt's 6-1, and one, do, you think he's decl- do you think he's opting no, out? Uh, but that, that's a cheap move to go out of the season. I know. You just go down with the ship. You go down with the ship when you're going down... And that's em- that's emblematic of a poor attitude from the the uh, Panthers' uh, younger guys. I mean, this is this guy's older. I mean, he's able to declare for the draft, but he's had this 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 um, pompous attitude this season. He was one before they played uh, NC State, wondering, whining that he that they weren't in the top tw- twenty five after being NC State. That was when the Big Ten was added in. We lost to NC State, and then State. we lost to NC State, and we've lost. Three games after that, four in a row, Pitt's lost. This is a big game to turn the tide for their season and get them back to 500 when they go in to play Georgia Tech next week in a game that they should definitely win. And then, um, but if they win the next two weeks, I mean, I wouldn't think of that as too bad. They'd be five and they'd be five and four, and then maybe they beat, maybe they pull a surprise win over Virginia Tech, and they get to six and they would be a uh, six and five for the season. Pending a bowl game. That won't be terrible, but remember when you were talking about predictions earlier in the year when you were three and zero, saying, "Oh, maybe this will be the year Panthers go nine and two, eight and three. You were saying it as well, I believe. Uh, Check the tapes. Go back and look. Check the tapes. We'll see. Um, But this is a big game this week, as we just said. I mean, it doesn't mean a lot in terms of the ACC as a whole. The Pitt's not going to win the ACC. Pitt's not, not going to be in the ACC championship game. But it's kind of like a feel-good game, bounce-back win after yeah. four straight losses. Because you, it's not fun to be around in a, with a losing feel in your stomach. I know, but that, but Paris Ford has to, it should have stomached that feeling and should have stayed with the team. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, sir. Um, 
I mean, that's about that about does it for Pitt. I'm looking forward to Pitt basketball season because I think Pitt basketball over the, in the future has a whole heck of a lot more optimism, or a lot more uh, better chances to do well and exceed expectations than this Pitt football team does. That Pitt has not exceeded expectations in a, since James Conner and Nathan Peterman were here. And now, um, we, we haven't talked about the Pirates in a couple of weeks, but we're going to do it today just for a little bit. Chris Archer, the, pen, uh, the Pirates... To, Penguins again! <laughs> I apologize. Uh, the Pirates declined the option that they had on Chris Archer. Chris Archer is gone. Free agent. Well, what a trade that was. <laughs> One of the worst trades I, I can remember in recent history in the MLB. One of the worst. Gave up Austin Meadows. Who else did we give up? We gave up Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows. Those guys. One of them is. uh, One of them is better than Chris Archer. Not. Both are. I know, no, no, but just if he traded just one. I still wouldn't do that deal. Even if it's Tyler Glasnow for Chris Archer, that'd be foolish right now. And look what he did this postseason. Look what he did this whole season. Look what he did last season. Look what Meadows has done. Meadows as was an all-star. Meadows is a great year. He hits Tommy home runs. Tyler Glasner did not play well in that World Series. Perf- I don't know. I don't think so. No, he didn't. He didn't. Um, I mean, that's okay, though. I mean, I don't think they if they would have kept Snell on the game in game six, they might have had another try the next night. And they they might have won the World Series, but could have, should have, would have. L.A. won. Um What's a replacement for this? Do you think they'd move, like, uh, would they take someone from the farm? Would they put... Bullpen. Bullpen? Chad Coulson goes back to the starting rotation after he's come back from his injury. Uh, move a couple guys around. Uh, you can. We have a lot of starting pitchers. None of them are, I'd say, really good, as you could say about every single position on the Pirates. Uh, and uh, one of those relievers, though, who... Uh, had some great potentials. Uh, had some played really well. Uh, Nick Birdie has had Tommy John surgery. Really, a, another big blow for him. So he'll be out all next season. He'll be out next season, and we designated him for assignment. So he's off the Pirates. He uh, a couple years ago one. Doesn't mean he's off the Pirates. He doesn't. Oh, most likely. But he'll he'll be down in the minor leagues because somebody's gonna want a guy with Tommy John surgery. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Jamison Tyron, how much is he had two now? Two Tommy John surgeries. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a wear and tear on your arm. I mean, at some point, I mean, your arm just can't handle it anymore. You think he'll come back? I think he will come back. I don't think he's going to, I don't know what he's going to be like, though. I know. I mean, they're going like three years without pitching. Pirates are just, just depressing. It's it's embarrassing what they've been doing. It's embarrassing what they've been doing to the fans of Pittsburgh. I mean, their ratings have been so down. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's just sad. The Pirates of five years ago, in 2015, 2013, 2014, they're they're gone and they're not coming back. It looks like for a couple more years at least. I don't think they'll make the push for the next five years. Next five years, I wouldn't. I don't think I could disagree with you. I mean, have we do. I don't know if we have an answer in our GM. I don't know if we have an answer in our coach. We have to spend more money. Yeah, but why are they gonna? I mean, especially this time, like they're gonna blame everything. They're probably gonna cut. 
budget again to buy some more uh, chairlifts at Seven Springs. Seven Springs are hiring a thousand people right now. Well, you need to pay for that. How about you hold a job fair for the Pirates, uh, like uh, the Pirates bullpen? Because we need we need some people in the Pirates bullpen, right? What a job fair for the bullpen. <laughs> okay, let's move on for let's, the Pirates. Let's do our bold take of the week. Uh, Alex, you can start with yours. Uh, last week, my bold take failed. Ryan's was successful. Yes, it was. First uh, successful one of the season. Yep, I'm 0-4. No. You're 1-3. Was I... That's your first. That's your first one anyway. That's gotten right. I thought I might have gone mine right last week. You're off like three not. points the week. Oh yeah, the Iowa. It was Iowa State lost. I had a UNC losing to Virginia and and they did and they did. Yes, they did, Alex. My and I had a. a I think I had a. Mine was a you little got, tricky. You got half I got half right. of it right, but I'm not going to take credit for the other half. Mississippi State did not cover on Alabama. Uh, my bold take for this week is that Michigan upsets Indiana. Michigan coming off a bad loss against Michigan State. I'm, I'm going to bring that up again in a little bit, my winners and losers. Um, but that's a bad loss, and I think they rebound this week against Indiana. And I think that's the most sure I've been on one so far. I have Notre Dame upsetting Clemson. Uh, Clemson's coming in without Trevor Lawrence, and they just looked bad last week. It wasn't necessarily their offense, but their defense uh, just looked bad. And again, it's not even that good of a – I guess a good offense at Boston College, but like not top tier elite offense. And their defense didn't play well against. Uh, I mean, their offense didn't play well against a bad BC. Remember, they're without team. Lawrence. You know that. I know, like, but I wouldn't blame the I wouldn't one. blame the game on him. Uh, on the replacement, I forget his name. Uh, but I have Notre Dame coming out playing really well. Ian Buck throwing some long passes to his big receivers. Their running backs having a big game. Defense shutting down this new QB for. Uh, Clemson, and you get a nice win. We'll see. Winners and losers of the week. Um, I'm going to go first. My first winner of the week is the Dolphins in their organization. I mean, they they won. Tua didn't play great, but they won against a Rams team that's in the hunt for things in the, um, in the NFC. And now the Dolphins find themselves in the hunt of a wild card spot. And they're not too far away from the division. They find themselves in a in the playoff hunt in the first year of two Tagovailoa. Do we think that was going to happen? I don't think we did, and I think that's good for the city of Miami and the organization because uh, the Dolphins haven't been good in a in a while. Um, my second winner of the week, Michigan State. Michigan State coming out as a twenty-one and a half point underdog and beating Michigan. Inexcusable for Michigan. Michigan is is one in, I believe they're one in uh, I think it's one or one in eight or one in nine against both Michigan State and Ohio State at home. I believe it's one in nine under John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. They're one in nine at home against Michigan State and Ohio State at home. That's sad under him, under Harbaugh. Um, my other winner of the week is West Virginia. West Virginia, the Mountaineers, pulled off a big upset. Over, not big. Well, it's a big upset. Over Kansas State. Won 37-10. Great win for the Mountaineers. And they're going to be riding those country roads to the end of the season. Pretty smoothly. Okay. Uh, 
You know, I don't like Mount West Virginia, but I can't be biased. They're playing really well. That's a great Really team. good football. Bear song this week, Caroline. Uh, might have a couple things to say about that. Uh, first, let's go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati had a big win over another, uh, well, it wasn't another top 25 team, but they had a big, big win. Uh, and they're ranked number seven in the country. And they'll, they'll only move up from here. And as much as some people don't like Cincinnati, it'd be cool to have somebody different in the top four mm-hmm. other than the normal six. So, uh, And they could get there. Let's hope they keep winning. Boston College played Clemson tough. That's my second winner. They came Boston out College strong. Is a winner? They played a good, good game, and they've had a good season. First year head coach, and he's coming out. First year quarterback, Phil Djokovic. First year he's played for them, and, and he's played uh, in, the, in the NCAA. And they've had a really good season so far, and they got a, played really well against number one team in the country. Cowboys are my third. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have the Cowboys as a winner. I meant to put them as a loser. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on uh, my other winner in a little bit. Uh, Alex, you can start off the losers. You want to take Virginia? Sure, I'll take... I think I might have meant to put them anyway. Yeah, I'll take Virginia. They had a nice win over UNC. They did. And they, they got your bull take uh, your bull take of the week right. And that's I mean, that's more than any of us. And that's yep. one that I've gotten. Makes me a winner too. Yep. And uh, <laughs> my losers of the week, Michigan, as I previously stated, Michigan losing... Badly, not badly, but by three at home to Michigan State in an inexcusable loss and a bad Michigan State team this season. Um, my other one is the Los Angeles Chargers. They find new ways to lose every single time. They're like Pitt. They lost 31-30 to to Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos, who have won two in a row, and they're starting to get a little hot. Drew Locke looks pretty good. And um, that's an inexcusable loss as they let the a young quarterback go up against their experienced defense and win the game in the fourth, the final drive of the game. When Drew Locke looked abysmal for the first three quarters, he looked abysmal, and then he ends up getting 250 passing yards with three touchdowns. I don't know how that happens. Um, other loser, the Jets. Jets 0 and 8. They just trade. They're trading away their defensive people. Uh, people want out. Sam Darnold has thrown as many touchdown passes this season as Pat Mahomes threw against him last week. It's crazy. Pat Mahomes has thrown more t- threw more touchdowns last week than Sam Darnold has all season. What a waste he's been. I don't know what the ta- if that's talent around him or if it's just him, but he does not look like a franchise quarterback like we thought he was three years ago. And I bet you if they if they finish the same trajectory that they're on, I bet you they pick Trevor Lawrence, number one overall in the draft. Yep. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence want to go there. Maybe we'll stand of the year at Clemson. <laughs> uh, first loser for me, UNC, after their bad loss to UVA. That's, again, get, got my bull take right. Uh, UNC played terrible that game. Against a one in four Virginia team, that's a bad loss overall. They're not a, they're not a terrible team, but they're overrated. Uh, when their second loser, Oklahoma State, lost to Texas. Oklahoma State was ranked number two in the uh, nation, or number not number two, number six in the nation, and they lost to uh, Texas in overtime. That was a bad loss. Texas came back and uh, scored to uh, tie it, send in overtime, and then or, and then they won in overtime. Uh, third loser, the Titans, after a bad loss to the Bengals. That was disappointing for them. Uh, Bengals 
Bengals aren't terrible, but you think the Titans th- thought they should have gotten an easy win there after a bad loss, after a loss to the Steelers. Now they've lost two in a row and are, are five and two, and many thought they'd be have a lot better record after starting five and zero. But and they we'll uh, see where it takes them. And we'll see what happens with them. In two weeks, they play. Uh, is it might be? I think I believe it's two weeks they play Baltimore, and that's big. That's a big game. Against Baltimore, and that's going to decide a lot for uh, the standing as the AFC. Um, that about does it this week for our podcast, the shortest one we've done. And back, we'll be back next week on Thursday. And hopefully, this is a good opportunity for you to relieve a little bit of uh, some of the anxiousness that's going on right now in the country. Um, Alex, it's been another fun week doing this to you. It really has been. Looking forward to uh, next Thursday. Yep, and uh, we hope you all have a good week. Um, God bless all you, and God bless the United States of America. We'll be back right here next week on your one-stop podcast. For everything you need to know in Pittsburgh sports, it's called Steel City Sports Talk.